the podcast very few have asked for. The place where you'll get the truth if you can stay awake long enough. Yes, you've got it. It's SAG Sex. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, welcome all to SAG Sex Podcast 9. Mm, plenty to talk about tonight. It's been a while since uh, we've been on the air. I've been overseas on the subcontinent, travelling through uh, India, Nepal, and Bhutan. Very interesting. I want to talk about all that. Um, in fact, that was going to be the focus of the podcast tonight. But then St Kilda played a West Coast in Perth. Now, the tradition continues for the AFL when uh, you just can't beat them over there, can you? Because the, when the free kick count is 23 to 8, when you've led all night dominated, when you've owned the West Coast crowd, feral, fremantlian fuck knuckles, it doesn't quite work, you've got Frio, haven't you? Either way, the fuck knuckle stays. But the AFL's become a screaming joke. Um, once again, the Saints are zero and two. Um, deserved to lose last week. Should have won last night. You can't beat them over there. Um, and so the AFL gets a snag bullet tonight. Uh, sorry, Saints. It cost me five hundred bucks at sports bet too, but I couldn't give a shit about that. I give a fat rat's ass about the fact that uh, the perfect tackle goes unrewarded if you're a St Kilda supporter, if you're a St Kilda player, if in fact you've ever been in the suburb. Uh, The AFL, well, it's been a construct for a while, hasn't it? Um, You're not allowed to win if you're uh, an underling. Um, I've watched the Saints self-destruct many times. I've seen them be the fault of their own demise. I've seen them deserve what they get. Not any longer. Hawthorne? You're fucking kidding, aren't you? You poopolo, wapolo, wapopopopopolopolops. You can't touch them. Another one. Protected species. So uh, you cost me five large, five small, five gorillas, I don't know. Whatever the cockney fucking slang is at the moment. So there you go, AFL. A snag, bullet, bang. Right, move on. Done. Yes, I've just returned from uh, travelling on the subcontinent, on Royal Enfield Motorcycles. For those that don't know, I might as well put Motorcycle Corner in there. Brr. Motorcycle Corner. Uh, yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Enfield's a very old uh, English, originally English brand, uh, from uh, uh, Small Arms. Uh, B- Birmingham Small Arms was uh, BSA. Royal Enfield were, were weapons, and uh, in many cases, motorcycling came from... Uh, Weaponry manufacture. Anyway, uh, long story short, they're old shitters that uh, are still made, and they're not as shitty as they used to be, but there's a degree of shittiness, and uh, that's part of the allure. And I've ridden through uh, some of the roughest areas I've ever ridden. Um, Interesting, the whole thing. I did it with World on Wheels tours, so I was somewhat protected. Um, Yeah, I I actually like holidays to be laying around on beaches and People sort of feeding me grapes. Um, gone are the days of conquering much. Uh, looming at 60, that's what happens. Um, but it was look, it was fantastic. Um, I learned that Indians don't like me much. Uh, I, I learned that Bhutanese people are wonderfully warm and happy. 
yet I wonder at uh, how they're ruled uh, under the surface of that um, wonderful uh, kingdom that has as its uh, its basis human happiness. I saw a lot of rules and regulations. So I don't completely trust Bhutan, other than the fact that I really enjoyed it. And as for looking at you know Himalayas and fucking mountains like that, forget about it. Life-changing. Travelling in a group, I've never been a group guy. Um, I remain not a group guy. Uh, yet it was a nice group of people and I enjoyed them. I, I uh, am not a great mixer, uh, pretend to be. But I had a great time. I mean, I learned a lot. I watched, uh, I watched people making the most of nothing. Poverty was almost uh, paralyzing. I've never seen anything like it. People living on the street with nothing more than a sheet of tin. Um, heartbreaking. Um, heartwarming. Uh, the old story of coming home and just, fuck, I'm glad I live here. Um, children. Children's faces, you know, children's faces the world over remain the same. Um, beautiful, beautiful white-teethed kids with nothing, yet they're happy. Uh, the Nepalese, I wasn't there long enough to know much. Kathmandu seems to be like a uh, cheap base camp for Paddy Palin. Uh, Kathmandu, uh, uh, anaconda kind of world. North Face. Um, so I was there five minutes and I'm making sweeping generalisations. I greatly enjoyed the time on the road. Too long. Uh, some of the roads were too hard. Um, some of the accommodations were interesting. But it was an adventure travel and that's what adventure travel does. And a lot of people are more adventurous than me. I mean, at one stage we are going to the Tiger's Nest, which is a wonderful monastery. It just sticks out of the side of a mountain. Uh, and you've got to climb, you know, fuck, to the moon to get there. Well, I got halfway and thought, oh, I don't need that. Now, I would think that a lot of people would go, that's soft, Snaggy. And uh, that might be on the money, a little soft. But I don't give a shit. I couldn't be bothered. Uh, others climbed to the top and found it life-changing. Um, I didn't. Although it was wonderful. Uh, but glad to get home. 21 days, probably too long. Uh, too long for me to be away from my children. I'm not good away from them. Miss them too much. Miss my dog too much. I'm become too local. I like being home. I like being alone. Um, sharing every meal, three meals a day is hard for everybody, not just me. They're going to share with me, so it's probably harder for them. Uh, yeah, I'm not a group guy. Having said that, really enjoyed it. Glad I did it. Uh, the motorcycle component I will be writing about in Australian Road Rider and uh, and the group and the and the tour and it's a fabulous tour. I mean, most of the people there had an absolute ball and I can see why. Life changing. All right, so that's that. Um, I won't be hurrying back to India anytime soon, and I don't think the Indians will mind. They, they, I tended to bewilder most Indians I was around, and I found them a little bewildering too. There seems to me that the natural proclivity is to be a little unhelpful. Uh, I imagine that's been delivered by the fact that they were dominated by the Poms for how many years and treated like dirt and basically uh, used as slaves. And I imagine I probably present as something reflective of that and I can't blame them for one second for being a little indifferent towards me. Um, if I was them, I might have been far more indifferent. 
Okay, so that's that trip. Now, one of the other things I want to talk about with you, unkempt lot, is uh, podcasts. Um, anyone that's interested in uh, Twitter, and then who isn't? I mean, you've got to be interested in Twitter. Don't pretend you're not. Eh? Yeah, and you don't look at porn up either, do you? No, no, you don't do any of that. Shh, shh. We all know you're a little bit of a Twitter freak. You all are. We all are. Now, Twitter, have a look at hashtag tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. That's all about podcasting for people that don't know about it. And uh, things you can find out about podcasting. And uh, podcasting is without doubt the new radio and uh, part of the reason that old media such as uh, free-to-air radio and television are struggling because uh, the public has found its voice. I'm one of them. I mean, fuck you. Who would want to listen to this? You're right. Cricket? Yes, so uh, I just want to tell you about a few that I'm interested in. One is, uh, the local one I really like is Stupidly Small. It's every day. Now, anyone that's doing anything to do with podcasts, anything, anyone that's doing anything to do with anything will tell you every day is a lot. I don't care if it's sex. Uh, I don't care if it's uh, crayfish. Uh, I don't care if it's driving a Formula One car. Once a day is probably too much for just about anything, long term, and hard to do. Having said that, Stupidly Small does very well, and that is a very big commitment once a day. Um, they usually go about half an hour, but every day you've got to be on song. Try that. And they do really well. And the two people involved are uh, Lauren and Stu, uh, who were the breakfasters many years ago. Not so many years ago. Not long ago at Triple R, before Triple R. Kind of lost its way. And uh, they speak honestly. Stu's uh, probably, uh, uh, how do I say it? He's reinvented himself to some extent. Probably recognised his mortality. And uh, from a from a Jack the Lad, Larrikin has become a little bit of an oracle. Still a Jack the Lad and I love that about him. He's very honest. And honesty is what's missing from Free to Wear. Uh, radio and television for that matter and he's honest and uh, he's got a lot to say and he's reflective of my time he's probably uh, reflective of the soundtrack of my my youth really he's hung around the same sorts of haunts done the same sorts of things played a bit of footy he's got a few tats he's loud he swears he's very smart Uh, he's opinionated and he's reformed to some extent Uh, I like to think there's analogies beside him is lauren who is just a delight a bit of an author uh, uh been i think a, a lot to do with the public publishing trade for quite some time she keeps him straight she's smart they do it remotely which is interesting via a system called cast i believe which allows a microphone in two different homes so you can do a daily podcast from two different places with better quality than skype so don't be told that you have to skype so that can be done the tyranny of distance doesn't matter. And they do that from Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Although Stu has moved to a regional area of Melbourne. Not of Melbourne. That's wrong, isn't it? A regional area of Victoria. Now, I won't say where because I don't think he does. Uh, suffice it to say is it's not a backwater. Uh, but he is living outside Melbourne. So... He's gone from being probably, you know, your, your Fitzroyite kind of deal to uh, a regional uh, 
rural and regional resident into the R in there. Um, and Lauren is, I believe Lauren's in Melbourne and they do that remotely and it's half an hour every day. It's not flash, they just talk stuff and I really like it. That's stupidly small. Have a look for that. Uh, the Americans, the Americans. Uh, you know, this foolish thought that the Americans don't have a sense of humour. I've touched on this before. The Americans have a magnificent sense of humour, please. Magnificent. And to suggest that there's a proclivity that is... Uh, able to be applied across the entire population is ridiculous. Grow up. But there's funny ones. There's fat ones and there's funny ones. Uh, One of my favourites is a recently found, um, Spencer, my son, who's a podcast nut as well, put me onto it and that's a bloke called Bill Burr who's an old, old school comic. Not old, old school, not George Carlin. And, uh, you know, not try the veal. Uh, But probably early monologue, early observation. Uh, And he's called... Now, he's confusingly done this, and I can't remember off the top. It's called the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday podcast on Thursday or something. Look it up, Bill Burr. I use Podcast Addict. Download Podcast Addict to your phone. That is the easiest way to do it. But there are many choices usually it's soundcloud and um itunes but there are also private uh, proprietary suppliers things like earwolf are worth looking at howl there's a whole bunch but if you go to podcast addict download that to your phone and do a search you'll find just about anything bill burr now bill is no fancy playing um he doesn't introduce he introduces himself but there's no music Sometimes he's done it, clearly done it on his phone. The sound quality is shithouse. He doesn't practice. He doesn't do any rehearsal and he just talks. And he swears like a trooper and he's often off colour. And I think it's fantastic because he's honest as the day is long. Bill Burr's not telling you a lie anytime soon. Uh, having said that, he, he says some things that really uh set me back on my heels but that's what i want you know media's got to scare you if media's not scaring you what are you doing what's it fucking for herald sun uh neil mitchell uh dare i say john fain these scaredy cat little white men uh frightened to say do be anything um bill burr there's the antidote to that have a listen to bill if you can't stand the C word, oh, you poor sorry thing. It's so sad. Don't listen because he drops it every five minutes. It's not ever delivered in that horrible way that is built to use, uh, used as a derogatory term towards female genitalia. It's never used that way. And I don't blame anybody in the world for getting offended when it is used that way because that's offensive. But the word itself is not. The context is what makes words offensive. And the sooner we learn this, the better. If you don't agree with me, I don't care. You don't have to listen. You can turn off now. Just have a think about it if you do. Another absolute favourite is, of course, Comedy Bang Bang. That's Scott Aukerman. Uh, big player at Earwolf. Uh, and uh, that is just improv. Uh, wild improv, uh, he has a guest 
uh, often a couple of guests, and they just freewheel. And the linguistics and uh, vocal gymnastics employed there are just wonderful. If you're at all impressed by uh, clever wordsmithery, comedy bang bang, it's funny too. Uh, I never miss that. That's once a week. Comedy Bang Bang, available uh, once again, free, and I think there's a high-end one. But that's Earwolf, or you can get them through SoundCloud, or as I say, go through Podcast Addict. Love it. Now, the king of improv is uh, Paul F. Tompkins, PFT. Uh, He does a podcast called called Spontanea Nation, which is... Why these people work so hard to make them hard to friggin' say, I don't know, but... Spontanea Nation is a favourite. Once again, have a listen to that. Uh, that usually involves an interview with a guest, usually someone from the world of comedy, but often writing, um, sometimes musicians, usually very clever word people, um, followed by uh, a narrative improv that uses as its basis some of the facts and figures gained from that guest that's complicated sounds complicated don't worry about it there's a couple of clever little things in there they press a button which allows them to move forward in time backward in time sideways in time meanwhile uh, when they hear a certain sound effect they have to behave in a certain way and it's just gold Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is probably one of the funniest people I've ever listened to if you're have uh, come across Bojack Horseman. You'll understand Paul F. Tompkins and uh, the American system of lots and lots of little television and radio providers and podcast providers has allowed for clever people to find niche markets. And uh, one of his is a little show called Bajian Dollar Properties, which is on a thing called the CISO Network, which we're yet to catch up with. Hello. We've got Stan and we think we're fucking clever. There's a million little outlets in America. You know the country that they say you can't have your say? You can have your say. There's a lot of uh, uh, subversive and sort of covert media going on in America. A lot more than here. Um, You know, a lot more than here. We're running scared. No one puts their head out. Someone drops the C word and everyone, you know, melts. Um, don't bag the Americans for that point of view. They're as mad as snakes and they fail on a lot of fronts, but one isn't in having their say. So we're going to learn a lot from them. And that's a little bit of a rant. This whole thing's a bit of a rant. It's not very funny tonight. Wouldn't give a shit. Don't feel very funny. Uh, further to all that, uh, what's another one that's a favourite? Lauren Lapkus. Uh, I can't remember the name of her podcast, but if you look up Lauren Lapkus, she's another one. Brilliant. Really smart, smart as a whip. Tiny little girl. Um, not that that means shit, but it's just, a, uh, you know, defines her to some extent that, that she's so diminutive, diminutive yet forceful. Um, really smart as a whip kind of improv-y um, word games. Uh, with Lauren Lapkus is called, um, from memory, L-A-U-R-E-N. L-A-P-K-U-S. She she pretends to be the guest, pretends to be somebody else on her own show. Once again, sounds complex. Once you hear it, it's not. So quick. Lauren Lapkus, have a listen to that. Fantastic. Uh, 
of course, the King, uh, WTF, Mark Marin, M-A-R-C, M-A-R-O-N, started out in his uh, shed uh, doing a podcast, not unlike me, although I'm not in a shed, it's not far off, with I think he's, you know, 20 or 30 listeners, um, and last year he interviewed Obama in his shed. Um, Mark is, you know, there's a lot of professional jealousy about Mark Maron and uh, it's unfair because he is a pioneer in this game and deserves better. Having said that, I don't think he's going hungry. Uh, he, he was just a stand-up comic, was an alcoholic. The standard, sta- uh, you know, comic shtick of uh, drunk, uh, often drug addict, troubled, deeply troubled. Um, the funny are deeply troubled. Generally, humour, you know, humour never came from perfect teeth and comfortable shoes. So, uh, Marin is, is uh, yeah, there's a bit of professional jealousy and there's a few people ready to pull Mark down. And I think that's a bit rude because uh, any of us podcasters, little tiny nobody like me through to him, um, it took people to break doors down. It took people to, to be uh, courageous and he was as, as courageous as all of them. So WTF with Mark Marin, get on to that. Uh, that is about, usually an interview. Now Mark is a reasonable musician, but he knows a lot about music. And he gets some really good musicians on with him. And he he sticks with the music, if you're interested in that. Uh, he gets some top-end players that have really been around and played with the best of them. And uh, sometimes he'll get a comic on and a writer, but often often musicians and top end, you know, like forget about it, uh, the quality of musician he gets on and the people they've played with, often session guys from, you know, Stones right through to, you know, whatever you like, who, whatever, um, uh, Sex Pistols, the works. So uh, the, if you're at all into music, he's a guy and uh, they all want to line up to come to the shed. Now, no one did at first. No one wanted to come to the shed. In fact, I've had a few that don't want to travel up the highway here to here. You know, I'm 140 k's. That's a bit too far for a few. And I get that. You know, why would you? You know, they're, they're doing me a favour and stuff. But no, the day may come where they might happily get on the ferry and come across. Um, and uh, they might have to wait their turn. Who knows? But they certainly wait their turn at uh, WTF. And... Um, I try not to miss it. WTF with Mark Marin. What are the other favourites? Oh, of course. Never Not Funny. Beautifully uh, named because um, it's never not funny. Uh, Jimmy Pardo. Now, Jimmy Pardo is a, probably a second string uh, comic. Was the warm-up guy with uh, Conan O'Brien. Um, now... Uh, once again, a leading-edge podcaster. Probably he started in 2006, which is, I think, 2006, which is, in this world, pioneer. And uh, Never Not Funny is very well-subscribed now. Uh, it's run with Jimmy, uh, a bloke called Matt Belknap, Belknap uh, who keeps it all together. And Jimmy's an old-school comic who's just sharp, super sharp. And they just talk about stuff. Um, he's got that Chicago hard-edged, south side, 
if you come from the south side of Chicago, you know how to look after yourself. Jimmy's about four foot six, so he's had to fight the hard way. He's got a very healthy ego, um, too healthy at times. Uh, not frightening much. Doesn't does a uh, a few characters. One is Dirty Carson, who is just filthy in Johnny Carson's accent. But most of it's observational. Uh, Jimmy's an ex ex alcoholic, comic, uh, sober now. Runs marathons. Um, immensely interesting guy. And that's never not funny. Don't miss that. Um, that is just fabulous stuff. And I have to thank a mate of mine, Tommy Reynolds, put me onto that. Um, and there's a heap more out there. Uh, Angry Little Goats is one I like. It's Eliza Skinner. Probably lesser so. It's only small. It's like me. Um, may never be any bigger. Uh, but... Will Weldon and Eliza Skinner, who do Angry Little Goats. Uh, that's good because Will is uh, Will's still a drunk and a comic, so he's still doing that um, and has some really strong political observations as well. Eliza keeps him straight and Eliza sings beautifully and is also fantastic at uh, theatre sport type work. Um, has a wonderful understanding of, uh, how should I say, the new paradigm of gender dynamic um, where people have finally worked out that we're all fucking equal, yet we have proclivities that are gender-based uh, and we always will. So I like Eliza's a take on things. Eliza is... Uh, as fem uh, as strong a feminist as I've ever seen, yet her feminism is dynamically pal pal palatable at all times. Oh, yeah, and I've got a cold and I've been sick and I'm a bit bad tempered with it. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'll cut that. Um, what else have I been listening to? Did I tell you about the Saints? Fucking hell. Fair income. You know, I've been on this planet oh, so long now, really. It's, you know, Jurassic. We've won one flag, 1960 fucking six. You know? Can you think of the world in 1966? What, was, what did we have? What did we have in 1966? We had, uh, oh God, H.D. Holden's. The H.D. stood for horrible design, I think, or hastily designed. HR was hastily rectified. Uh, did I say H? H. H. Say H. Shoot yourself if you say H. Don't blame Catholicism. It's fucked the world up enough without you blaming that as well. Uh, yeah, it was 1966. We won a flag. By one point, we beat Collingwood. That's 50. Where the hell is that now? 66. Is that 51 years? It's 61 years, isn't it? No, it's 51 years. 51 years. That's not fair. They've given away willy-nilly to these interstate size, Johnny-come-lately fuck-alls. Uh, you go and have a game in Perth and tackle superbly and do everything right, lead all night. Anyway, I think we touched on that. 1966, what, uh, how far in were we? Three years into the Beatles. 
Three years into the Beatles. Can I say that again? Yet they've given away premierships to clubs all over the place since. <sighs> all right. So I don't think I've been very inspiring tonight. I didn't feel very inspiring. I don't think I've inspired you probably. Do you feel inspired at all? Uh, I just want to touch on those podcast things and, and my travel. I've been away. I'm glad to be home. I miss my juniors too much. I miss my dog. Uh, I'm, I miss you. Uh, it just I just need it to be local. I bought a surfboard, you know. I used to surf when I was young. So well, I'm going to buy a surfboard. So I'm going surfing now as if I need another project on top of my escort and my fucking car and bike and bloody lifestyle items and jobs and lawns and cooking and not, you know, not having a girlfriend and having absolutely zero chance of probably ever being uh, in a serious relationship again. Other than that, uh, I bought a surfboard, so I'm going to go surfing again. So uh, that'll be interesting because I used to surf a lot when I was young and you know, I was half reasonable at it. But once again, you think you're going to be reasonable again and I'll be shit. But it won't do me any harm and I'll be fit and strong. And, uh, you know, I mean, I live on the glorious uh, west coast of Victoria. Why wouldn't you surf? Uh, and, you, you know, when you do things, you, your brain switches off from the shit. The shit that's been planted there over a long time, period of time by shit people. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you get past all that. So a little bit melancholy tonight, uh, but, uh, you know, fucking hell. The Saints, you know, we should be allowed to win one. This is what you get. You know, upset a Saint supporter. Uh, this is what happens. So they, those are my podcasts. I uh, just wanted to put you, uh, point you towards them if you're interested in podcasting. Uh, hashtag tripod at Twitter. Um, I haven't got a whole lot more to say. I'm a bit boring tonight. And I'm probably a little bit down, but not in an unhappy way. Don't worry. Okay? I haven't got a shotgun in my mouth or anything. Even though there'd be a few that'd be barracking. So that's about the size of it, girls and boys. Uh, lots of love. Don't uh, don't let the bastards win. All right. Talk soon. <laughs>